Welcome to Experience Evolution from Journey. We'll bring you insights from those in the industry, share discussions on how to best communicate and create memorable experiences for customers, and give you the tools to thrive. Hello, and welcome to Experience Evolution, a podcast by Journey. I'm your host, James Kent. Journey is a platform for scheduling and managing personalized experiences for retail, banks, credit unions, and other financial institutions. My guest today, I've spoken to once before back in December, or in pandemic times, about five years ago. It's John Fetterman, the CEO of Journey. Today, we're going to hone in on experiential relationship management. I smell an acronym coming. Yes, indeed, XRM. We'll also talk about appointments, virtual queuing, and more to build stronger customer relationships in retail and financial services industries. John, are you with me? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. John, when you and I last spoke, we were right at the start of the holiday shopping season for retail. Today, we're not going to focus strictly on retail, but as an opener, how did the retail holiday season go overall? And were there any surprises or learnings that came out of this past season? You know, I think for starters, James, there was no real surprise. The, you saw a huge increase in online shopping, and, and every dynamic suggested that would be the case. Right. Uh, you saw more shoppers turn to curbside pickup and click and collect services during the holiday season, especially when people were still feeling so unsure and, and largely unsafe outside of their homes. Uh, but at the beginning of the year, we, we started to see a significant sort of concern that, that retailers needed to do more. They needed to figure out how to get shoppers back into the stores. And and as we talked about last time, uh, shopping and commerce itself has already begun in earnest that transition to be the experience economy, where, where consumers want more than just a product or a service. They really want a unique experience. You know, on that note, do you think that there were any retail success stories that came out of uh, the holiday season where you felt they did a great job with uh, that capturing that customer experience? Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many examples. I, I look to uh, Anthropology's Beholden Unit. Mm. And if you think about their, their reason for being, it's to create a bespoke experience for brides. And if there's a, a life event that isn't an online purchase. It's your wedding gown and, and, and the dresses of your bridal party. We saw a company like Beholden take advantage of these dynamics, deliver a service that was better than anything before the pandemic, mm. and see their customer loyalty and ultimately the experience and the word of mouth be improved dramatically. Well, yeah, I mean, the last time we spoke, we, we got into customer experiences, or uh, we, we also called them customer journeys, and how today's customer doesn't just want to buy products and services anymore. They want to buy into an experience. And, you know, I get this because on a personal level, there are times when I'm fine with either just going to a store or online for whatever it is I need. But then there are other times when I'm really valuing and need knowledge and expertise and help in making that purchase. Uh, and it's just a sort of small note, but I, I recently had to replace my gas stovetop. And that isn't like an item that's a simple click and purchase, all right? Uh, I thought it might be when I first said, okay, I'm going to need a new gas stovetop. But I discovered that there's a lot involved with sizing 
and I really wanted to go and see what my options were. So I, I chose to go to a local appliance dealer to help me out. And they, they sent me back several times to do measurements. It wasn't something like, oh, you're going to need this. And they never once gave me any clues to what to look for to figure out the exact measurement when something's already installed in a counter and it was installed since the house was built. So, you know, there was a serial number, it turned out, underneath that would have told me exact sizing that would fit my counter. Because if you have this product, it obviously is this size, right? So they didn't have any options in the store. And they basically told me, well, just go online to their website and look at the options. And when I figured out what I needed, then I could come back. And they didn't even have an installer for it. So they said, well, then we'll contact one for you. So basically, they told me that coming in for knowledge and experience and getting everything I need that, that I wanted taken care of wasn't something they were interested in. So I ended up buying it on my own online with a big box retailer who was able to schedule my installation while I was online still. And, you know, to me, that was a big miss. Because while, while that's just one type of experience, I, I'm kind of interested in hearing from you on other types of experiences customers are looking for. I mean, you just mentioned one, um, which is obviously very involved in that a customer can't do it themselves. And I think that happens a lot where it's not just so simple to go online and say, oh, I'm just going to buy this all the time. Yeah, you know, I I, I actually think your, your experience is a great example because, you know, you could have had a fantastic experience. And, and let me describe exactly what the hybrid offers to a consumer like yourself. You, you knew you had a specific spot in your counter where that stovetop was going to go. And so effectively, you pretty much knew what you wanted. But perhaps what you wanted was to look at the way that the product has changed in look and feel. And, and some of those things are absolutely experiential, not purely off of a screen. So imagine if that same situation had happened, but there'd been an upfront survey, we call a customer journey, mm. where the right questions were asked. What are the measurements of your stovetop? What is the serial number? Here is where you'll find that serial number. So when you walk into that store, you're not starting at you know the beginning, you're at the one yard line. And what you're in the store for is an experience of feeling and touching and perhaps looking at options that the salesperson through their knowledge through their familiarity with the category might say hey james have you thought about this and to me that's what the world really wants what what people are asking for is i want the best of every world and i want it every time i want the breadth of an online experience and i want the bespoke nature and the hand-holding nature of an in-person experience. And when you think about retailers and you think about the challenge that those that perhaps aren't your big box providers, and by the way, it's even heightened because the big box providers are embracing scheduling technology. Now look at how disadvantaged you are if you don't have it. If you're not offering that omni-channel approach, which isn't a whim, it becomes a requirement and you're disadvantaging yourself as a retailer, and you're absolutely communicating to the consumer that you just don't care about their experience. Yeah, I think we talked about this uh, on our last program that you may start your journey online 
all right? Because it's easy to do. You have a phone, a tablet, whatever the device you have, it's easy to start your shopping journey there. But that doesn't mean it ends there. It may just be that starting point. And you're going to take that journey or experience into an actual store location. Uh, But like you said, it has to be seamless where that transition point from what does the online shopping experience do to get you to that door? And then when you're in that door, what do they do to finalize the deal, so to speak? Um, You know, so I think that is just getting to be, like you said, it's not just it's important, it's essential. Yeah, it's essential. It's also the way that business is getting perfected. And what I mean by that, the consumer experience is absolutely key. But what's also key, and perhaps we don't think about all the time, is how the retailer or financial services institution, how they can be as effective and efficient as they can be, how they can deploy their staff in a way that their time is spent by dint of the fact that they're spending their time, the associates are spending their time with consumers that are most likely to transact, therefore the consumers that are most educated, most focused. That happens when you create that synergy between online and offline. And believe me, when you can get a staff to know that they're going to go to a more informed consumer, they're going to be more engaged, transaction levels are going to go up, and what you're going to see is your conversion experience is just that. It's not just a conversion or a transaction, it's an experience. And, you know, I want to, I want to transition because we, we spoke a lot about retail last time. We've, we've just started the discussion with retail, but you just mentioned uh, banks and financial institutions. And I think this is interesting because I think a lot has changed in this space as a result of the pandemic. There may have been technology, uh, coming, but suddenly, uh, banks and financial institutions deal with very, very necessary things um, to their consumers, right? You, you don't go to the bank every day necessarily, but when you but when you need to go, you, you need to go. And then suddenly the pandemic, uh, especially at certain points of the past year, shut down uh, and you weren't able to just go into the, the bank. And so now they're looking for solutions to help consumers. And I think that some of those uh, solutions are now in place but they're going to serve way beyond the pandemic. Um, Now, your journey platform also works as a solution for these entities too. So I'd like to know what you're doing in that space and what are the customer experience expectations there? It's really interesting. You know, if, if we were to think about the world of financial services, I think some might be surprised that they've been the most embracing of digital transformation of almost any vertical. Hmm. And so prior to the pandemic, there was a huge commitment for a digital transformation. Um, And that's driven by recent studies that indicate 73% of consumers prefer having in-person interactions with, with the experts when they're receiving financial advice. So it really becomes about providing options. And in this case, what you can see is that it's not just providing options, it's again, creating that experience that is more straightforward, more productive, and ultimately creates a better uh, relationship long-term. So if if I'm gonna walk into um, one of the world's leading financial services uh, chains, and, and I'm proud to say that many of them are within the stable of uh, journey partnerships, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested in a mortgage. 
I walk in the door, I'm starting at ground zero. Is the right person there? Are they available? Do they understand either my geography, what the implications are of, of law, um, what it means in terms of expectations of timeline to close and, and so on. When I create an appointment, I'm not only identifying through that upfront back and forth questionnaire, again, which we call a, a journey, um, I'm, I'm going to describe exactly what I'm thinking about. I'm going to describe my situation. I'm going to be asked by the financial services institution the things that they evaluate when they define what associate is best suited. And in some places, uh, the laws will require more than one associate in the room at a time. Understanding all of that and creating a frictionless engagement is a big part of the value add. And when we look at a leading financial services institution that who, by the way, was already a, a journey partner and well-established. In December of 19, this leading financial services institution, again, a, uh, a top five global financial services firm, was doing roughly 7,000 appointments via our platform in the month of December 2019. And, and frankly, they were feeling pretty good about that. Now, let's fast forward to March 21. They had over 200,000 appointments managed through the system. Wow. Now, now let's also break that down. Those are all in-person appointments. This doesn't even include our virtual appointments. So it goes back to speak to that point that when you're talking about your finances, many consumers absolutely want and feel as though they require a face-to-face -face experience but they want it safe. They want all social distancing in place and they want to know their time will be well served, meaning that it'll be as productive. They'll get to the right person. They'll have the right tools at hand and they'll close a transaction as quickly as they can. When we think about a marketplace that has embraced this omni-channel reality, meaning, yeah, I'm going to do my research online. But when I want to actually transact, I want to be sitting, looking eye to eye, getting the expert guidance from someone in the industry. I think that fact speaks to it in great, great detail. Yeah. So this, this virtual appointments, it's very interesting that, again, I look at the scope of the pandemic and I think of my own financial institution that I deal with, my, um, my credit union. All of a sudden, last um, couple of months, they introduced a video feature on their website. And I think of these technologies and booking a virtual appointment and, you know, prior to the pandemic, that might have seemed a little bit foreign to a good chunk of people. But now with people being very, very familiar with Zoom meetings, telehealth appointments, et cetera, it's very normal. And I think people are going to be very receptive to that. And is that what you're finding um, when it comes to appointments that people are gravitating uh, to this idea of doing a uh, virtual appointment and not just an in-person one. Oh, absolutely. And the and the other third part that's so interesting, it is not a one demographic group over another. As I look at my 93-year-old mom who is engaging in virtual appointments as she's been uh, isolated throughout the pandemic, 
uh, as I look to even the, the, the social reality of a 93-year-old engaging in Zoom family meetings, the level of fear of technology has dissipated. And one of the things that's been so interesting is that many of our customers, as, as they begin to try to quantify the impact, they've effectively come back to us with this exact same insight. They're seeing the adoption across uh, demographics in a way that they hadn't expected. And I think that speaks to a reality that's forever changed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, now, Journey's XRM platform, aside from things like scheduling appointments, virtual appointments, what, what else is happening in there to marry together the consumer need with the business goals and making these ex better experiences happen? Yeah, it, it's something we, we think about all the time because we know just at a surface level, we're helping our customers make connections on uh, on what is truly a deeper level. But by providing these these personalized experience at scale, we're, we're seeing improving loyalty, we're seeing improving and increasing revenue and profitability. And, and ultimately, what we've spent a lot of our time on is enriching the analytics profile we can provide. Uh, it's not just a gut instinct that ROI is improving. We're now able to give true insights um, so they can understand what's happening with revenue and conversions. How are their no-shows being affected? What's their lead and their wait times? And when you think about all this, it becomes a, an optimization loop. As you begin to understand your lead and your wait times, as you begin to see what percentage of folks make appointments and don't show, trends begin to emerge and you become much more effective in the front end of building volume and building um, demand, if you will. And it really iterates to a point where the loyalty at a base level gets magnified when you're constantly perfecting the dynamic. You just mentioned ROI. Do you have any examples you could share about Journey benefiting a business's ROI? Sure. I mean, we, we've, we've partnered with some of the best. We, we partnered with Forrester Consulting to do a total economic impact study. And, and one retailer specifically spoke to increasing their profit, meaning understanding all the resources that go into the platform uh, by, by millions of dollars, $3.1 million specifically. Um, they look at cutting out roughly 1,700 hours of associates' time by putting those associates annually, by putting those associates on those that had the greatest likelihood to convert. You see appointments increase 60% year over year, and that demonstrates one, word of mouth, and two, that those with whom you've engaged had a great experience and they're doing it again. So lots of, lots of data that supports that this is something that is so fundamentally logical that those that embrace it create not only more profitability, but they create the loyalty and they also create efficiency in their own business models. There's a study from PwC that indicates 82% of consumers want more human-to-human -human interaction when purchasing products and services. 
Is this need for human-to-human interaction a direct result from the pandemic? And do you think as the pandemic subsides, people will become less concerned about interaction as part of that experience? Or is this now a new pillar that businesses are going to have to take into consideration as part of their strategies to win customers and build loyalty and retention? Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. I mean, one of the things that is is an indicator to, to us is we've been reclassified as a tier one provider, mm. meaning that the channel has earned such credibility and such positive feedback that the our partners, our customers, look at it, at it as an essential. Now, our people right now hungry to be back out in the world? They sure are. Uh, But that being said, they've also realized a sense of efficiency and a uh, effectively it's hastened the promise of omni-channel. And so I would never suggest to you that the walk-in at a retail or financial services organization is going to go away. Uh, But what I will say is there will, we believe, be a long-term appreciation of the seriousness of a consumer that has an appointment. And we don't see that going away. In in fact, um, when we hear and talk to our leading uh, customers, they talk about the fact that in the world you may see fewer physical stores, but the stores that remain will get reclassified as flagship, meaning that it's their, they believe, their role and their obligation to deliver the most complete omnichannel experience that they possibly can. And of that, we're a big part. I call this discussion a surface scratcher because our time is almost up and it it feels like there's still so much we could cover. But before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add to this conversation and and tell a listener about? Yeah, listen, we are so excited uh, to be kicking off this podcast. We're doing so because we feel that as an industry leader, in fact, a vertical creator, uh, we think there's ongoing insights, news, industry trends, and we're just looking forward to sharing more about how this experiential relationship management strategy has to be core. And we're looking forward to a dialogue where where we do some learning too. So so please stay tuned and be part of the journey with us. Uh, it sounds very exciting. John Fetterman, CEO of Journey, it's been a pleasure getting a chance to chat with you again. If folks want to learn more about Journey and the great work you're doing on improving customer experience, where should they go to find out more information? Yeah, please please come to www.journey.com, J-R-N-I.com. That's right. Take the journey at J-R-N-I.com. Once again, thanks again to my guest, John Fetterman. John, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. It's fun talking. And thank you for listening to Experience Evolution, a podcast by Journey. If you like what you heard, leave a comment and a rating after the show. We'll be back with more great content and episodes coming up. But until then, I'm your host, James Kent. Let's talk again soon.